Welcome to the Spiritual Advantage Podcast, where we discuss how to make a maximum impact with our lives by fulfilling our divine dreams with divine favor, like the great men and women of faith throughout history. I'm Sam Stone, the Light Keeper. You are the light of the world, and I am the Keeper. No pun intended. Let's begin. Have you ever heard of a Rent-A-Sister program? Just like a rent-a-car business, rent-a-sister is where you can rent a female person who accompanies you like a sister. The program was created in Japan to address the growing issue of men withdrawing from society and refusing to leave their rooms. They are known as hikikomori. It translates to pulling inward, being confined also known as acute social withdrawal. About a million young men have this condition in Japan. They don't leave home. Many of them still live with their parents. In that case, they don't even leave their bedrooms. Some of them hadn't even left their home for a decade. Some were violent against their parents when they persuaded them to go out. The parents in this situation will go to the rent-a-sister company to hire a sister for their son. These sisters for hire are not social workers or psychologists. All they do is just talk to their clients like a sister for a few hours a week. They are not cheap. It costs the parents about $1,000 a month. Since they don't see it as a mental illness, Rent-A-Sister is a great alternative to seeing a psychologist or psychiatrist. In America, we might treat it as a mental health problem. That's a different topic. I discovered this on BBC News. As of 2019, this program has helped about 3,000 young men come out of their hiding places. When asked, they revealed they had social anxiety caused by shame, failure, confusion, rejection, fear, bullying, not fitting in, and many other reasons. Even though none of us are in such extreme conditions, I believe we all are on the spectrum of social anxiety and a tendency to isolate ourselves. In America, many of us live in a comparatively big houses with big yards with a distance from the neighbors. We can isolate ourselves in the name of privacy. Each one is different in terms of social anxiety. Some people don't want to attend school alumni gatherings or class reunion because they don't want to see their old classmates doing better than them? Do you have a specific social group that you avoid? You know, our quality of life depends on relationships. Last week, I discussed God as the author of love and healthy relationships. The Trinity reveals that God is not a lone ranger, but a fellowship of love between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God's present mission is to restore broken relationships in this fallen world. 
Today, I want to talk about the opposite spirits known as demons. I've never seen a demon, but I've discovered that the Hebrew word for Satan or Satan is a verb made noun. Jeron in linguistic, meaning to oppose, to entice, or to be in adversarial. It's more of a behavior rather than a creature. Since God is love and healthy relationships, Satan is to create broken relationships. This opposing force or spirit is also called the unclean spirit in the Bible, as opposed to the Holy Spirit, which is the clean spirit. Sometimes they are called demons, devils, or evil spirits. No matter how you call it, their job is to make you unable to relate with others. The demons instill excuses and complaints in people, giving them reasons to stay away from one another. You won't see demons as creatures with horns and fangs, but you see them everywhere where broken relationships exist. There is a man in the Bible who had 6,000 demons, or you can say 6,000 excuses to stay away from people. In fact, he lived in the tombs instead of a house. Even though this is an extreme case, it teaches us some important lessons about spirituality and how we can fall into the opposite side of love and relationships. Mencius, the great philosopher said that relationship is the fundamental requirement of success. If you want to succeed in life, you cannot let demons possess you. Demons are everywhere in this fallen world. If you don't pay attention, you can easily fall into their traps and unconsciously become a recluse. On the other hand, if you have healthy relationships, God has a mission for you to be a peacemaker, to restore broken relationships, and to bear witness to the joy of love and harmony. Today we will study the story of Jesus driving out 6,000 demons from this man who lost his ability to relate with people. So let's begin. Hi, in case we haven't met yet, I'm Sam Stone, the light keeper. You are the light of the world and I'm the keeper. No pun intended. It's my calling to help you shine your brightest so that God is glorified in you and you are satisfied in God. Today is the second Sunday after Pentecost and the scripture lesson is from the gospel according to Luke chapter 8 verses 26 to 39. Listen to the word of the Lord. Then they arrive at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time, he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times 
it has seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. But he will break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside, a large herd of swine was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was strong. When the swineherds saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with greater fear. So he got into the boat and returned. Then the man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. Luke 8, 26 to 39. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. That is probably the longest passage on Jesus' healing miracles in the Bible. Jesus took his disciples on vacation after some busy days of teaching and healing. Maybe Jesus wanted a break to grieve after hearing Herod had beheaded John the Baptist, his cousin. They landed in Jergasa, a Gentile country of the Gerasenes. However, his vacation got disrupted as soon as they arrived there. The Bible says, as he stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time, he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house, but in the tombs. Verse 27. Jesus must be passing by a graveyard outside of the city as he entered the city. And this man came to meet him. There's no mention of how he knew him. But elsewhere in the Bible, we see the beggars and the homeless living on the outskirts of the town, on the roadside, tend to hear the news through the travelers. He has lost his ability to dress properly and live properly. He had lost his shame and fear, losing the ability to relate with other people. People could not even bind him with chains and shackles. It shows how powerful the demonic spirit can be. You can imagine his parents must be heartbroken. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me, for Jesus has commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. Luke 8, 28-29 
the tricky part of interpreting a demoniac is you don't know who is speaking, the person or the demons speaking through them. It also shows the internal struggle of this man. He wanted to be healed, but he didn't want to change. Living in isolation had become his comfort zone, but he also knew it's not normal. To become normal is a torment for him. He shouted at the top of his voice, asking Jesus to leave him alone. Leave me alone is an expression we hear in today's American society. In other countries where I have lived, I've never heard anyone say, leave me alone, because no one is alone. We are all connected, at least to our parents. So when someone did say, leave me alone, that person is quite sick for their society. But as society becomes more individualistic, we hear it more and more often. We also hear it on the TV programs. So next time when you want to say, leave me alone, beware if it is the demon speaking inside because it fractures relationships and it leads to isolation. This man recognized Jesus as the son of the most high God, yet he wanted nothing to do with him. Viktor Frankl, the famous doctor and author, said that one of the problems in America is that we have a statue of liberty, but we don't have a statue of responsibility. We don't want to be responsible for broken relationships. Jesus then asked him, what is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. Verse 30, Jesus asked him his name, probably wanted him to identify his parents and to remind him that he was not alone. He was responsible for the well-being of his parents, especially in the first century society. It was selfish to say, leave me alone, because no one is an island, and we are all connected. He replied with the name of his problems. Legion is the rank of a Roman commander in charge of about 6,000 soldiers. So it could mean 6,000 demons had possessed him, or just mean many. It's like a doctor asking you, what is your problem? You say, too many. We might be able to relate to this man these days. Two years after the pandemic, we have a war, we have inflation, high gas prices, weekly news of gun violence, natural disasters, and you name it. These can also be the works of demons if they break our relationships and isolate us. What demons have possessed you? In other words, what is breaking your relationships with God and people? Or what is isolating you? This man had done right by grasping the opportunity of Jesus passing by to confront his problems, even though he wasn't sure about the outcome. The first decision we must make is to lay it out in front of Jesus, no matter how big or numerous your problems are. If Jesus could drive out 6,000 demons from this man, he can take care of all your problems. Let Jesus negotiate with the demons. All you need to do is to give it to him. In the next few verses, Jesus negotiates with the demons for him. 
they went to the pigs and drowned themselves. It depicts the severity of these demons. Even the pigs couldn't bear the pain. They all went crazy and jumped into the Sea of Galilee. Imagine the burden this man had been carrying all these years. How painful it might be. The transformation was drastic. He was sitting at the feet of Jesus as a normal person with proper clothes and in his right mind. Then people came out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demon had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Verse 35. They were afraid because they had given up on this man as a hopeless case. They were afraid because they did not believe that some people like him could change. They were afraid because they had lost faith in miracles. It makes us think whether we have given up on certain people in our lives. It must be shocking to realize nobody is a lost cost in Jesus' eyes. He is determined to mend your relationships. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. Luke 8, 37. Jesus' vacation was cut short because they feared God's presence. Instead of celebrating the healing of a hopeless man, they feared the doctor who came to restore healthy relationships. Maybe they have lost hope in themselves as well. What's the difference between them and the demons that didn't want anything to do with God? Shouting, leave us alone, go away. We must appreciate what's normal or become uncomfortable with normal. Elsewhere in the Bible shows that Jesus was shocked by the people's unbelief. So he must leave or get killed. It says the men from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. Luke 8, 38 to 39. Now we can see his healthy relationships. His love for God was restored. He wanted to follow Jesus. He was also obedient when Jesus asked him to stay behind. Most of the time we read about Jesus asking people like him to follow him. But this time he asked him to stay behind and be witness to how much God has done for him. Notice it says how much. It's 6,000 demons worth of blessings. How much has God done for you? We often look at blessings in terms of material gains or health or well-being. But God wants to restore our relationships as our priority. And that is a greater blessing than anything else. What did the man proclaim? Relationship restoration. That also reminds us of our mission as Christians and as a church. Our mission is to spread the good news of healthy relationships with God and with people and drive out the demons of broken relationships. 
we practice it in the church and proclaim it in the world. This broken world needs to hear your proclamation of what God has done for you. So let's fulfill our mission together. That's it for today. I hope you find this message illuminating as much as I enjoy receiving it from the head office. Until we meet again, keep your light shining brighter and broader and harvest the fruit of profound happiness. Amen. Bye now. Thank you for listening. If you would like to maximize your life and leadership by unlocking your spiritual advantage, please feel free to direct message me on Twitter at Samuel Stone or visit SamuelStone.com. I'm looking forward to talking with you. See you on the next episode. Bye now.